Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Dangerous World Podcast. It's going to be something here that's timely, right? Something that's going on, a current event. Um, Something that we've heard of quite a bit in, you know, past years. We've actually done episodes on this in the past, too. We did, uh, back when Brandon was on the show, co-hosting with me, we talked about uh, Project Bluebeam, and... It sounds like one of these kooky ideas. It sounds just like an absolute, you know, one of these things that could potentially be put out there to make conspiracy theorists look like crazy people. Whatever the case may be, there seems to be some serious validity to this if you really look into it. And if you're trying to, like, describe this to people that aren't conspiracy theorists, don't just say it's like NASA's fake alien invasion. Because I feel like that's kind of the tagline that it has had since its inception or since its discovery by a lot of you know mainstream conspiracy theorists out there the people that talk about chemtrails and which by the way this is important stuff to talk about but the people that talk about chemtrails talk about cern talk about mk ultra um the stuff that is real introductory level stuff this is part of that blue beam is uh if we're going back to our conspiracy iceberg thing it's definitely within the the most basic three tiers i think it was actually the second or first um so it's pretty, you know, well known. But I'm trying to bring a different angle to this. I'm trying to go a little deeper into it and, you know, hopefully there will be after this episode is complete, there will be some more talking points that you could have if um, you know, you're you're discussing this with friends or family when people are freaking out about these UFO sightings and these shot down UFOs and all this shit that they're talking about right now. Um it could be an Epstein distraction. It could be distractions from other things going on. That could also be why there's these chemical spills. It seems like one or two a day this week. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm probably going to miss one or two. Starts in Ohio. Uh, then we go to South Carolina, fucking Texas, Tucson, my my home city. Uh, there's one in Florida. There's one in Chicago that I just saw today. Uh, Oklahoma. There's a few, right? I mean, uh, this is this is not a coincidence, it seems. It seems like these are distracting from something, but the question is what, right? Um, the other possibility is that they're not distractions at all. They could be part of an agenda, right? And I think that they're both are partially true. But one thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into this is if you hear people talking about this white noise movie, watch the movie before you say that it's about a chemical spill, okay? Uh, Yes, there is a train derailment in the movie. It's a total side plot of the movie. Yes, it's a hell of a coincidence that this kind of thing happens, right? This plume of smoke ends up infecting this town, and, uh, you know, everyone's got to be quarantined and blah, blah, blah. It's like a nine-day event. But it is a side plot to the movie. I think that the, the deeper message of the movie... Uh, believe it or not, I actually think that the the real message is more covert and it's more important to you know learning things about the way society works and especially like academia. The main character in this movie, White Noise, is a professor. He actually gives talks on Hitler and the Nazis. World renowned speaker, it seems like. I mean, the guy's speaking skills are incredible. I think it's Adam Driver that's the main character. Um, there's a couple other Don Cheadle's in there. There's some good actors, a a star studded cast, as they may say, but it it seems like the, the problem in the movie is that there's these analytical people that are totally caught up in the system and they're obsessed with just like thought and thinking and overthinking everything. And the world's falling down around them, including this chemical spill that's going on. 
and they're just obsessed with living their normal life. The the husband is really concerned that his wife is lying to him about these pills that she's taking and all this stuff. The this it's not focused around the the chemical spill on a train. Basically a drunk semi driver hits a train and derails it and this is what happens. It drives me crazy when everyone's like, this is in a movie. Yeah, sure, it is. But it's kind of like a, like I said, it's a side note there. So let's not, uh, let's not just all say the same shit. This is MK Ultra at its finest when this kind of stuff happens. Even though there is some truth to what's going on, when everyone just follows and falls in line, it's, it's dangerous. And this actually, believe it or not, this gets pointed out. Throughout this thing that I'm going to be going through here, I'm actually going to be citing a lot of my work from a single source. I did uh, cross-check and make sure that this stuff is accurate. It is tough to know because the guy that I am citing here, who actually really is credited with coming up with the Project Bluebeam conspiracy theory, okay? Not saying that Bluebeam isn't a project that NASA's working on or anything, but the theorizing and the popularization of this... Um, comes from a, a French-speaking Canadian, Serge Monast. Okay, now if you haven't heard that name, don't feel bad. I hadn't either, and I've looked into uh, Blue Beam before. Hadn't heard of this guy. Now this is why I'm trying to go a little deeper and trying to take a different angle than most people have when they talk about Blue Beam. Uh, he passes away in 1996. Now two years before that, he gives a talk in uh, of sorts, right? And it's it's pretty interesting. This is translated by a French and English speaker. So um, the, the person does claim that it was difficult to translate because it was a shitty broadcast that he was watching. Some words were cut out. Um, so he kind of like makes the best assumption to what he's saying. And I got to say, this is better than anything I could do if I was listening to uh, Mr. Manast here trying to, you know, distinguish what he's saying myself. But it's from educateyourself.org, educate-yourself.org. Um, Serge Monast, uh, 1994 transcript. And, uh, I mean, they have all kinds of information on this site where you can learn about stuff and you can study it. I feel like a lot of people don't want to read through this transcript. It is fairly long. Um, not terribly long. I mean, you could read through it in 20 or 30 minutes probably, but a lot of people don't have time for that shit. And they want to listen to this kind of, you know, while they're mindlessly driving or mindlessly working out or whatever. And that's what podcasts are for. Okay. That's what I'm here for, quite frankly. So within this, there are other kind of tangents that you can go on. There is um, a lady here. I'm trying to find her name. Betty Betty Mills, who, um, you know, the person that translated this transcript here says that you want to look into this information, too. I looked through it. It has a little bit to do with... Um, with this Project Bluebeam stuff and, and the transcript and the discussion here that Manast has in 1994, but not enough, I don't think, to make the cut of this episode. I'm going to provide the link for you guys. If you want to check it out yourself, feel free, obviously, but um, I feel like this would be too much information in one episode. I'd like to keep these around two hours. We'll see how this one goes, but interesting stuff. And then towards the end, uh, after everything is all done, the translator for the transcript says uh, at the bottom, click here to view the 5.6 airborne holographic projector from the Air Force website itself. Now, when you go to the Air Force website, it is a broken code. It's a, a 404 or whatever they call them, right? But this 5.6 airborne holographic projector that is allegedly going to be able to help perpetuate the blue dream, uh, the blue beam, rather, 3D imaging and all this stuff, um, precise projection of 3D visual images into selected areas, supports PSYOP and strategic deception management, and provides deception and cloaking against optical sensors. Pretty interesting. The guy says that this is from the website, and he copy and pasted it. However, when you click the link on the uh, you know the provided link, it, it just doesn't take you there. So whether it was taken down because uh, too many people were hot on its tracks or whatever, I don't know. But it is incredibly interesting. Uh, just another bit of information here. But without wasting your time, guys, um, let's get into it here. I do want to mention, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast and dangerousworldpodcast.com are the easiest, simplest ways to do so. The Patreon, obviously, you get the full versions of all the episodes for $3. There's $5 and $10 tiers with added perks, and we're really trying to ramp up that $10 tier for the people that support the show the most. 
going to be some soap included. That's going to be fun. You can uh, drop the soap, if you will, and then think about me when you do it. So it'll be fun. Uh, some some uh, conspiracy theme soap actually made from my own breast milk. So it's going to be a fun thing to do. And uh, I hope that you enjoy that. There's four cents, and that's going to be a fun little thing included there. I'm excited to see what you all think about those. Just trying to do something different, you know, something fun. And uh, it will be starting out as a small company, so I figured why not with these, you know, soap bars being priced at seven or eight bucks, not exactly sure, why not give them to the biggest supporters of the show, right? So that will be included. $5 tier, you get like some bonus content and video content and stuff. So it's up to you to decide if you choose to, which one works best for you. And then Dangerous World Podcast is all the merch. T-shirts, hoodies for right now. Want to get some other things involved there. Just uh, going all kinds of ways right now. Going all crazy, getting in different directions and trying to um, just get something really cool going here. You know, it's been fun for the last three years. Coming up on the three-year, actually on the third year anniversary of covid when you think of covid i want you to think of the show okay because that i mean that's good marketing right there too right brandon and i had started doing the show in january of 2020 and then we didn't get to releasing our first episode until like the week before covid hit so i mean what a hell of a time to start a conspiracy podcast right very interesting. I feel like a lot of other people started shortly after that. And now we're getting all kinds of people talking about conspiracy theories that really don't know what the hell they're talking about. So that's a fun thing. And it's good, right? This is exactly what the New World Order wants, is for people to talk about this shit. They really don't know what they're saying. So with that being said, I don't want to talk too much shit here. I do need to point out that with these UFOs being supposedly shot down and seen and, you know, for some reason one around Michigan wasn't able to be discovered or uh, rather brought back in because the lake was frozen that it had fallen into. I don't know about all that, but CERN is actually quasi taking responsibility for this. They're saying that they're up and running again. Maybe we're fucking with stuff and it's making these UFOs come and these are aliens and all this shit. I mean, it's really laying it up for this NASA Blue Beam project. That's a tongue twister to say, especially when you have a beer or two in you. CERN, CERN seems to be a psyop, dude. CERN seems to be something that is completely cooked up to distract and to freak people out. They do fit in line with a lot of sci-fi and a lot of things that you're seeing coming out of like the the science fiction movement, um, really kind of starting like right around the 30s. Um, these black holes, these microscopic black holes, which are able to pull people in to the quantum world and all this shit. I mean, this stuff's been discussed when I was talking about cosmism. This is part of that, right? CERN falls right in line with it. And a lot of the shit here that I'm going to get into with Mr. Manasseh's work here is is right in line with cosmism too. I mean, this stuff, the scare starts with the Soviet Union. And then once the Soviet Union goes away, which obviously it's supposedly no more, the concern is now the UN, which is always a, a topic of mine that I enjoy talking about. I enjoy poking holes in what these people are doing. I enjoy trying to expose as much of it as we could, uh, or as we can rather. So, you know, with that being said, I, we'll roll into it here. Um, a long introduction, obviously, but this is deep stuff, and I think it's incredibly important. So for the for the future, when you talk about Blue Beam with people, don't just call it, uh, you know, a simulated alien invasion. It sounds crazy, right? And it's meant to, I think. Now, as far as what I think of Serge Manast, not 100% sold that he was telling the truth. I'm not 100% sold that he was a disinformation, uh, you know, kind of chaos candidate or something. I have no idea. Um, kind of recently learned about Serge Manast here. But him and a colleague came up with the theory um, or maybe kind of disclosed it. But he is solely credited for, uh, you know, making this whole thing well known. As I mentioned, he's a French speaking Canadian, an investigative journalist, a poet, which is fun. And an essayist. Of course, they have to throw in he's a conspiracy theorist in his Wikipedia bio and all that stuff. Who knows? Uh, I don't call him a conspiracy theorist myself. If he is speaking the truth here, which it seems he is, I, I think that the guy was just a good investigative journalist. Truth is stranger than fiction. When you call somebody a conspiracy theorist, it immediately discredits them in the eyes of most people. So I don't think he's a conspiracy theorist personally. Um, but I came across something very interesting on a separate person, which I mentioned, disclosing information about Bluebeam. I will put that link um, 
with that Betty character in the bio as well. And you can choose to to go down that rabbit hole if you choose to. But, you know, this, this Manasse guy, he helps spread rumors, which may or may not be true, that the government was trying to kill him because of his theories and because of the stuff he was making public and all this shit. Um, it would it would kind of seem like more of a conspiracy theory if the government didn't allegedly kill him. Uh, he did have heart disease, and he ends up passing away when he's 51. So 51's not old in uh, 1996 to die. But, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, the government was, was coming after him. The heart disease history is suspicious, obviously. It makes it seem like, yeah, maybe the dude just had a heart attack when he's 51. It's possible. It's very possible. Uh, there's mixed, uh, you know, causes of death when you look at him. The the main one that you'll see is heart attack. Um, some stroke theories. Uh, of course, other people are out there saying that he was just deliberately killed or he, a heart attack gun was used on him. This is beside the point. The point is that he, he was disclosing pretty important information and dies at a very, very early age of 51. Um, and the suspicious circumstances of his death are heightened when you also learn that the colleague that I had mentioned uh, working with him on, you know, exposing Bluebeam, dies within a few weeks of him as well. I'm not sure if he dies before or after, but they both die within a couple weeks of each other. I would assume his colleague dies shortly after. Now, supposedly he claimed that um, that this plan would unfold by the year 2000. And a lot of people thought that this was going to be the case with Bluebeam. A lot of people thought 2000 was the year to really get this thing going. It was a scary thing, right? I mean, the 99s resetting to zero, Y2K, all that shit. But um, before that 2000 date, he had actually said that 1994, uh, I'm sorry, 1993 was the year that they were going to start this. And this is why George Orwell chooses the name and the year 1984 for his dystopian book title. This is supposed to be after all this shit happens. And the year after the Bluebeam project is enacted, we're in a new world, the new world order. 1984 is the year. I might have said 94, but you know what I mean. 1984 and uh, yeah, just uh, interesting times. And there's a lot of debate whether the age of Aquarius begins in 1983. So 1984, again, would be the dawning of the age, the new age, the new world order, would be in 1984. Now, some people don't think it's until 2150, 2160. There's a lot of debate. Some people think it happened in 2012. It's beside the point. For the sake of this argument, we're just saying it's 1983 was when the the uh, last era of the, or the last day of the era of Pisces was. Now, um, Let's see, I have something here from this uh, from this site that says that this 1984 date also fits in with some information presented to a special legislative committee in Illinois back in 1978 studying the effects of regionalism on the state by a gentleman who testified that he was a former secret courier of the National Secret Agency. Uh, I'm sorry, National Security Agency, the NSA. Um, the official position of the U.S. government is to change this form of government to socialism via regionalism, and that the logic behind this is that when the new order takes place, which is scheduled around 1985 back then, okay, so obviously this didn't 100% unfold, uh, so kind of discrediting the whole thing right off the bat here, but that the representation for the committee that will sit on the World Council will be very equal to the population of European countries. Kind of interesting. To, I don't really understand exactly what that means. Um, the representation for the committee that will sit on the World Council will be very equal to the population of the European countries. I don't. I don't understand. Maybe it's like the uh, the leadership of these European countries. Uh, you know, it'll be a government about that size. I don't know. But the socialism scare is a valid one, in my opinion. Um, for obviously for many, many reasons here in the U.S. and really, you know, Western world uh, countries that aren't socialist. But it would also be a really great excuse to, you know, if there was some sort of outside enemy, as Reagan put it, right? If there was an outside enemy that was threatening us as humans and the government were coincidentally the only ones that could keep us safe, right? I mean, it would be such a good way to get people into a socialist or communist, really, uh, method of government. But just remember, 
that if there was any aliens or higher intelligence beings out there, they would hate our government more than logical people here do. They wouldn't enjoy the way that these people use us. I wouldn't think, unless these things are malevolent beings, they're not going to fucking like our, our politicians here. Are you kidding? They're going to be like, okay, where's the smart people? Where's the people that can actually do shit and get stuff done? Not these idiots that are just trying to find unique ways to launder money to the Ukraine. It's it's crazy. So if the government does step in and say, well, hey, we can keep you safe. We've got, you know, uh, we can talk with these with these beings and we can make sure that they're going to do this and that and they're not going to hurt us. You better call bullshit immediately with that. And now another key part of this whole plan is that there would need to be a population decrease, a substantial population decrease beforehand so that people that are left couldn't actually rise up together. If there was this amount of people in this country that are all armed and all angry and blah, 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 they would easily be able to rise up against really, I mean, all any you throw in all kinds of different governments, all kinds of armies. The amount of people that we have here in this country alone could really do some serious damage to this. Now, there's obviously people all around the world, but I guess the sectors of the global population will be broken up into groups of 20 million if the plan all goes right. So it makes you wonder if this is what like the FEMA zones are about, because obviously you can break, you know, Canada, it's really easy to get them to 20 million, right? Um, United States, 300, 400 million, whatever we got these days. Obviously, you could wipe out, uh, you know, 75% of them. And it's not going to be 20 million. So that makes you kind of wonder, okay, maybe that's what these different regions are about here. If we're just, you know, fully believing this theory. So for the sake of the episode, follow me through this. Um, You know, instead of poking holes and stuff, just at, at the end of it, think about it, poke holes in it, whatever you want. But we're going down this rabbit hole of the FEMA zones are there so that there's different different populations rather than being one united states country we are these what is there 10 different eight different fema zones i should know that off the top of my head uh i don't put much credence into the fema zone theory as much as i used to but they are there for some reason and this could be it for sure now um manast claimed that bluebeam was the end game to achieve these four goals now, the four goals here are to abolish all Christian traditional religions in order to replace them by a one-world religion based on the cult of man, okay, Aleister Crowley type stuff here, um, to abolish, that's the first one, the second one, to abolish all national identity and national pride in order to establish a world identity and a world pride, we're starting to see that a little bit, this is gradual stuff here, the third one is to abolish the family as known today in order to replace it by individuals all working for the glory of a one-world government. The state is higher than God. The state is greater than God, according to these people, okay? And greater than your family. No one no one is to be loved more than the state. It's it's dark stuff. It's, it's very dystopian. That's number three. Number four, to destroy all individual artistic and scientific creating works to implement a world government's one mindset. Basic stuff here. I mean, this isn't this isn't crazy. We can see this kind of stuff unfolding right now, especially the number three. And really, I can make a case easily for all these. The cult of man. I mean, social media has played such a, a fascinating role in all this stuff. I mean, you, people are culty with their followers. Think about just the terminology used on Instagram and on Twitter and all this stuff. You have followers. I've got 4 million followers. I've got 10 million followers. I've got five followers. Those are people that follow what you do on a daily basis. Most people check their Instagrams and their social media platforms multiple times throughout the day. These people are obsessed, in some cases, with what others are doing. And now China's been getting involved heavily with TikTok. Um, I don't know. They seem to be really working on behalf of this new world order that we're talking about so much here. And Serge Manast uh, goes on to say that we'll also have the implementation of a universal and obligatory membership to the United Nations as transcending of the United Nations by multi-military and multi-police force. Um, A worldwide justice department through the United Nations with an international criminal court. A worldwide new trade agreement for all nations. The end of the Cold War. Of uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the end of Cold War, of local war, like it is today, and the obligation for coexistence for quote-unquote peace, and also a new world religion 
and a new world culture for all men. Pretty interesting because you do see that really in the West, we have a completely different culture than like people in the Middle East, right? Alone, one example that comes to mind right off the bat, probably for you too, is the the different, you know, level that women play in society. Women's role in in Middle Eastern society and, and Russian society is not the same as it is, uh, we'll call it Eurasian society, is not the same as it is in the West here at all. I mean, it's not even comparable, really. Um, but with that being said, they <laughs> it's interesting. I'm kind of thinking about this out loud here. With that being said, when women have a specific hard-lined role and men have a specific hard-lined role, you're not confusing the two roles later. You're not saying, well, I'm a woman, but I kind of want to do a man's job. And then doing that man's job for so long makes me kind of think I'm a man. And then, well, maybe I don't know what I am. I'm not attracted to either. I'm a, I mean, and then all these different genders come up and all this bullshit, right? I, I shouldn't say genders, but all these different sexual persuasions, maybe. I don't know. It's all so freaking confusing. But when you have it black and white, women do this, men do this. It's not that slippery slope. There's no room for that slippery slope. I would argue it'd be nice to be somewhere in the middle there where, yeah, women can go out and freaking work, obviously, right? Um, Men can go out and work. Men can also stay home and watch the kids. They don't see it like that in in other cultures, and they also uh, don't have the same issues that we do today with, um, you know, adults coming after kids to chop their dicks off and, you know, for, for women doing the opposite, there's no issues like that over here as, as compared to it is here. I'm not saying it's 100% gone, but it, it, we don't have those same problems over there that we do here. So I'll get more into this transcript here. Again, translated from French to English, so it's not 100%. And I'm not just reading through it. I picked out the things, and I will be reading some, but I'm obviously giving thoughts on, on what I think of his work, and I'm relating it to today. Again, this is back in 1994. Um he mentions all the goals of the NWO, and I'm going to use that term a lot here, more than I usually do. And he mentions the Alice Bailey work. He mentions the Blavatsky stuff with the NWO and the UN, and um, actually talks about a lot of the stuff that I talked with with um, Shannon from the Secret Squirrel podcast, which I don't even know if he's doing that anymore. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Uh, Shannon, if you're listening, buddy, hopefully everything's okay out there. In Texas, uh, some crazy, crazy times we're living in, so I always get a little worried when I don't hear from people, but uh, him and then also Thomas from Paranoid American popped in at the end. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you heard that full episode, and that was, I mean, even today still, one of my very most popular episodes just because it was some information that hadn't been discussed much at all, Um, and, and it did something that I really, really strive to do with every episode. Obviously, some resonate with more uh, larger groups than others. Get people talking about different angles of not only Alice Bailey and the UN, but the one world religion, the spiritual bullshit of the new age, all this stuff, which is, according to Manast here, all part of this Bluebeam stuff. The end goal is Bluebeam. Okay. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Actually, the end goal is a one-world society, but Blue Beam is like that last resort. Okay, and uh, we'll get into it here, obviously. But I, I, the more I realize a lot of this stuff, the more I research a lot of it. There's one conspiracy. There's not thousands. There's one thing that all this leads to, whether it's flat Earth deception or misinformation, depending on how you see it as a conspiracy theorist yourself. Um, you know. So many different things, the Illuminati, 9-11, false flags, all this stuff leads into the divide and conquer. And then at the end of it, we we will see Bluebeam, according to this. And I, I kind of believe it myself, but we'll see Bluebeam and then we'll get this one world religion. And we'll get a one world society. That seems to be the end goal, a, a single world where all the same rules apply. There's one court, all this stuff. And it seems a lot more possible with technology like Zoom and all this shit, right? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C having court cases over zoom i actually know drake the musician has to zoom in to uh court case uh he was subpoenaed he has to i guess talk about the xxx tentacion murder uh the the kid that was murdered a couple i think he was killed back in 2020 and uh he was saying that if anyone kills me it's it's drake right and he was having like this beef it's a whole side thing not not to get into here but as you can see, for even high-profile people like that, they'll just fucking zoom these court cases. And I, it would, I wouldn't surprise me if in the future, if you have a court case and they're able to just hack into your phone and just, even though you you may not be willing to show up, just flip on your phone and tell you what your punishment is and you heard it. If you don't show up to, to the jail on this day because you were told through the phone Hey, you know, uh, maybe maybe you just get executed right there on the spot when they find you or whatever. Who knows? I'm not trying to push fear porn here, but uh, technology is definitely going to be our downfall as people. But getting back to this transcript, um, within it, he also talks about the writing of David Spangler, who wrote in, um, I guess he wrote this book called Revelation, the, Bur- the Birth of a New Age. Revelation, The Birth of a New Age. And this gives insight to the New Age movement and the way that the elite view its purpose. The elite created the New Age movement, just like they created the hippie movement, just like they created the gangster rap movement, just like every fucking movement that you can think of. This was all created by the governments of the world. The New World Order people, the proponents of that system, are all creating these movements. And a thing that he stresses is that the idea of space is part of a Luciferian initiation. What does that mean? It's interesting. I mean, I would assume that it relates to the idea that God created everything that we as humans need here on this earth. But with NASA leading this charge, we're looking for more, right? Now, maybe maybe NASA knows that space isn't something that humans can access, but they tell us that, that they do. They tell us they go there all the time. And you can see these videos of people standing there in supposed rockets, and they drop a beach ball, and it goes straight to the ground, wouldn't that float up? I mean, it's very light. You'd think it'd float up. You see all the na- the uh, agent the yeah, agents, that's probably a better name than astronauts, but you see all the astronauts panicking, reaching for the ball, and they're like, no, just leave it. Maybe they didn't see the ball drop. Uh, there's supposed to be no gravity in space, but, you know, balls aren't floating. Kind of weird, right? A lot of misinformation about it. Supposedly the Van Allen belt's not able to pass through. And all these different things. There's Operation Fishbowl where they freaking nuke the ozone just trying to break through it. He says that the idea of space and the travel of space is a Luciferian initiation. Think about that. It's pretty interesting for sure. And uh, also the idea that we possibly haven't even been to space I think is always just an interesting one. It's something that you got to think about. And if that's the case, if there's no reason that we've been to space, there's probably a good fucking reason that we that we can't get there with the technology that we have. There's a good reason that we can't get to space, right? Uh, so I don't know. It, that's a, a separate rabbit hole, but it, I do find it interesting that he brings up this David Spangler uh, revelation and the birth of a new age, tying space and NASA right in with this uh with this whole one world society and whatnot. But um one thing that he continues to go on here and say is that those who don't accept the new world order and the new age, which is the same thing according to Manast here, will be imprisoned and serve the Luciferians who run the world. And he makes it very clear that there are there's a serious targeting of Christians here. 
um, especially Christians who won't renounce their faith, those who don't, uh, you know, disavow God and Jesus and all these uh, Christian ideals, those are the target, according to Manasseh. Now, he is a Christian. I get a little suspicious every time a Christian is really lionizing themselves and victimizing themselves at the same time. Uh, he kind of essentially turned into a martyr for the Christians in a way, in a, in a very roundabout way. But it's it's interesting nonetheless. And I do agree with him on this. Despite, you know, it may sound like I'm criticizing him and I'm disagreeing. I totally agree that there is a target on Christians' backs, especially those who really speak about their connection with Jesus Christ and, and everything like that. It's clear. It's very, very clear that that is going on. Um, and it's not to say that Christians are the only ones being persecuted, but largely uh, they are Christians there. Um, and I would also say the West as a whole. This country is supposedly built on Christian morals and values. We know that's not true at all, um, but we're told that. The world's told them. Now, those people that don't you know, go against God and Jesus will be put into camps, and they'll adhere to what he refers to as the rainbow color classification of the New World Order prisoner. This was very interesting when I started looking at this. So coming from like an esoteric perspective, if you will, or um, maybe like a more Christian esoteric perspective, the rainbow is a bridge symbol leading from the satanic world to the new world order. Okay, not my words, Monest's words here. Um, being a prisoner in this setting, you would have to take the rainbow out of the prison system into the satanic new world. Literally, quite literally like a bridge. You would take the rainbow from your, your shitty prison life into your satanic new world life, okay? Deep stuff, interesting thought, especially when you look at how uh, rainbows are used in movies, whether it be Alice in Wonderland, or not Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, similar, Wizard of Oz, all kinds of different shit. When, uh, I mean, you you see rainbows constantly, and it's uh, definitely a mind control symbol to an extent, and I, I think it's interesting the connection that he makes here. I also find it incredibly strange and and probably fitting, especially from a, a, a hardline Christian perspective, that the rainbow is associated with gay people, obviously. I mean, we know this today. It's gotten, it, I always found it very interesting and strange that gay people chose the rainbow, something that kids are automatically attracted to because of all the colors, right? Um, you have You have the rainbow being associated with gay folks, which... Christians, hardline Christians, do see homosexuality as being kind of like a uh, gateway into the satanic world, if you will, right? Inverse of what Monast is saying here. And despite us seeing this and really associating the rainbow with homosexuality and the LGBTQ blah, 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 blah community, in the future, the rainbow will be associated with prisoners, Prisoners of the old world who won't accept the new way that things are, the outcasts, if you will. When the when the LGBTQ whatever community started, they were the outcast. Now, people like us, according to this theory, that lean towards Christianity or accept Christianity fully and are heterosexual and all this stuff that we would consider quote unquote normal will be the outcasts. It's very, very strange, Um, but again, not out of the question. And there are seven classifications of this prison system, which again fits in with the color scheme of the rainbow. Obviously, every color is present in the rainbow, but seven base colors, just like that of the chakra system, right? Um, I remember when I learned that uh, what seven up was supposed to refer to, uh, the soda, seven up, the seven chakras starting from the bottom going all the way up to the top. There's seven of them. I mean, there's really like 12. Some people say that there's more than that. Uh, some that go underneath your feet and some that go above your head. It gets into that whole, uh, what is it, toroidal field or whatever. But seven colors or seven classifications rather in this New World Order prisoner rainbow system. And here they are. So again, this is from the transcript of the 1994 conversation with Serge Manast. Classification one um, of Christian children as they plan it are to be used as human sacrifice, where within the black mass ceremonies, they will participate in any kind of sexual orgy, some to be kept as sexual slaves. Again, this is his words. I'm not just making shit up here. Classification two, 
which is the classification of prisoners to be used in medical experiments where drugs and new technologies will be tested on humans. Hey, we were kind of all classification two uh, with the COVID vaccines, right? Now, classification three here is worded a little funny. The classification of healthy prisoners for the International Organ Human Center, or Human Organ Center, rather, not going to be part of that one because I'm sure there's a few of my organs that are not performing at tip top. Um, not my dick, but you know some of these some of these organs I got. I'm sure are uh, functioning at eight or nine uh, out of ten, uh, where their vital organs will be removed one by one while they will be maintained in life with special life support systems. Interesting. That's classification three. Classification four. For all healthy underground workers, the New World Order is a basic worldwide dictatorship based on the Luciferian religion. A dictatorship with the appearance of an international democracy in order to maintain that democracy illusion camps uh, and slave labor will be hidden from populations of the earth. Just remember, for instance, how Hitler covered up the maternity in the concentration camps at this time. Now, right away, I mean, some of these, we've only gone through four of the seven. And full disclosure, before we get to the end, there is no clear uh, definition of the seventh rate of classification here. So we really got two more to go. You can see how, you know, in his words, he's using that like the healthy workers, healthy people work in the system. We have that shit right now. If he's calling this a Luciferian system, that's what we have in this world right now. That if you're healthy, you go out there and you work. You work a job that you may not even like. You may hate it. I mean, I hated my job at Pepsi. Um, not that Pepsi's a bad company. Pepsi's a great place to work by working standards. Um, but, you know, you get this beautiful gift of life and then you spend so much of it working and doing a job that you don't enjoy and you're told this is just the way things are. It's part of it. Like, if you want to do things that you enjoy, you're going to have to spend the majority of your fucking healthy adult life doing something that you don't enjoy. I mean, that is kind of a Luciferian system. It's taking the gift of life and shitting on it and spending a lot of time doing something you don't want to do, right? It's it's very, very upside down for sure. And then you do have the um, classification to people, which I kind of made light of, but yeah, everyone in the fucking world was subjected to, to medical tests. Um, the other ones, there are, there are definitely kids that are sacrificed, especially back in ancient times. I would argue today, a lot of my fellow conspirators would, uh, would think the same thing, that there are children that are sacrificed to the elite and, uh, used for their, their pleasure for lack of a better term. And then, um, what else? The Human Organ Center. I mean, there are there are organ donors. I don't know. The organ trade is definitely a real thing, too. So these are all real uh, already. But let's move on. Classification 5, which is the classification of uncertain prisoners in the International Reeducation Center, where they will be reeducated in order to repent themselves on worldwide TV, internet TV probably, and where they will learn how to glorify the virtues of the new world order for humanity. Interesting. Um... Classification six, which is the International Execution Center. Interesting. That's the last one. As I said, the seventh rate of classification is not 100% clear, and they're not sure which color goes along with that either. So, uh, you know, if they're, if they're using this color system, we would assume of the rainbow, of the chakra system, which one's violet and which one's uh, red? Is it red at the bottom? shows how much I know about that bullshit, but you know, there, there's one, one side of this, either seven or one would be red. You would assume that the, that the death execution area would be the, the red and that the purple, um, would be these children, uh, human sacrifice slaves. They would be the highest on this, on this fucked up system. Now, um, Weird stuff. Again, that's a that's an idea I've never heard. I've heard so much about Blue Beam, but I've never heard this rainbow tiered system for prison. So uh, maybe I'm behind the curve on that. I'd like to say that when I say that I haven't heard of something because every once in a while you'll get people like, yeah, dude, I heard about that fucking 10 years ago. Why didn't you talk about it then? Um, I'll move on to this four step plan to implement this whole thing. There's four steps to it. And these four steps aren't going to come too consecutively. There's quite a bit to each step. And then after this, we'll be wrapping up shortly afterwards, but this will take some time to get through. Um, the four steps to implement this plan, going back 
to the transcript again. Um, this is a direct quote from the transcript, and, and this is Serge Monast saying this. Now, the famous NASA Bluebeam project has four different steps, four parts toward the implementation of the New World religion with the Antichrist at its head. And we must remember that the New World religion is the basic foundation for the New World government. Without that New World religion, such government, such worldwide dictatorship is completely impossible. That's why the project is so not only so important to them, but was so well kept secret to now. Now, again, that last sentence was a little fucked up, but that's supposedly a direct translation to what he said. And then he gets into the four steps and it's a it's a whole discussion here. So you got to picture this. Um, He says that the first step concerns the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. This is interesting. It deals with the setup of earthquakes at certain precise locations of the planet where supposedly new discoveries will suddenly explain for them the wrong meaning of all major religions' basic doctrines. This classification used to make the population believe that all religious doctrines have been misunderstood and misinterpreted have already started with the field of psychological preparation for populations for the first step has been prepared through films like 2001 A Space Odyssey, shout out Kubrick, friend of the show, uh, the series Star Trek, Star Wars, which deals with the space invasion and space protection, and the last film, Jurassic Park, dealing with the theory of evolution. This is interesting stuff. Now, which is important to understand is the first step is that those earthquakes will hit at different parts of the world where scientists and archaeological teachings have been taught in the past were supposedly there with some hidden secrets. By those kind of earthquakes, it will be possible for them to rediscover again, supposedly, okay, rediscover again these kinds of secrets, and those secrets are meant to discredit all religion's basic doctrines. Again, a direct quote there. Right now, we got a weird earthquake situation that happened in Turkey, Syria in 2023. I believe this happened early... Shit, was it early February? Was it early this month? Um, That's a pretty important location, right? Now, what I'm assuming here that he's referring to is when we start seeing earthquakes happen at like Machu Picchu, where Machu Picchu is destroyed, the Great Pyramids of Egypt are destroyed, right? There's, it's not crazy to think that this has happened already, and those structures that are built are not what we think they are, right? Uh, maybe they're not thousands and thousands of years old. Maybe they're just a couple hundred years old, right? History has been rewritten a couple times, and I think that once we start seeing some earthquakes in some very important areas, um, you know, seven man-made wonders of the world type shit are, are destroyed, this this will definitely be some time for concern. The UFO stuff that we're that we're seeing right now, I think, is very. It could be a test again, just like how how the COVID stuff seems to have been a test to see how quickly idiots would comply and brag about standing in line for an experimental vaccine. Okay, we had a couple of them on this show, right? Um, you know, Brandon and and his friend Cameron were very, very excited that they had the opportunity to stand in line and wait for a vaccine that had not been tested before. It's very strange. Now, this is what happens when you get the division and when you get the, uh, from a political perspective, also religious and all this stuff, but when someone like Donald Trump that the certain population group hates maybe has some supporters that are out there saying, yeah, dude, this vaccine's bullshit. I mean, Trump's obviously pushing the, the vaccine big time now. Wouldn't be surprised if he's a clone at this point. Um, you know, the the supporters who who hate the uh, supporters of like Joe Biden in that instance or, or before that Hillary Clinton, these supporters are going at it. If the Trump supporters don't like the vaccine, well, by default, the Hillary supporters at the time have to support the vaccine because the Trump supporters are just stupid. They're they're dumb rednecks that fuck each other's cousins. They don't know anything, right? Um, it, it's beautifully set up on their part. And you had a obscene amount of lefties that were bragging about something that could potentially kill them or leave them with permanent effects. And it's happened a lot. So this isn't me saying like point for the, the you know, Trump supporters and all that stuff. As you probably know, I don't support 
any politicians anymore. Um, it's just, it just proves how good this system works for them. And they haven't perfected. They've had thousands and thousands of years to perfect these systems and make people divide against each other. And um, we've just been seeing that. And it's going to continue. It's going to get so much worse than what we've seen. Um, but let's move to step two here. And this one is a fairly long one. I think the longest step is definitely step three, it looks like. So, yeah, we'll go to step two. Lost my place in my notes here. Uh, step two. The second step deals with gigantic, uh, with the gigantic space show with three-dimensional optical holograms and sounds, laser projections of multiple holographic images to different parts of the world, each receiving different images according to the predominant regional slash national religious faiths. The new God's image will be talking in all languages. Now to understand that, we have to go back a little bit to the different secret services uh, research done in the last 25 years, like this one. And then he breaks one down here. The Soviets, speaking of uh, cosmism here, it says, The Soviets have manufactured the advanced computer, even imported and fed them with the minute physical character base under studies that the anatomy and the biology of the human body and the studies about the anatomy, the chemistry, and the electricity of the human brain. These computers were fed as well with the different languages and their meanings. The dialect of the people have been fed from the Nature Truth Satellite. That might be something else for you to look into. It's pretty interesting. The Nature Truth Satellite. The, uh, the Soviets started to feed the computer with objective programs like the one's new messiah. Um, it also seems that the Soviets now, the New World Order people, to suicidal methods with the human society by allocating an electronic wave on every mind for many persons in different societies. So basically what they're saying there is they are starting to figure out ways to make people learn that, um, you know, they're obviously learning the different methods, the different dialects, and, and the way that people perceive different words. All different cultures. Every single kind of culture that you can possibly imagine. Um, and then it seems, uh, at least this last part seems, when you go into the Soviets, which are now the New World Order folks, the UN, is, is the new Soviets, okay? These people are learning how to program suicide is what that last part sounds like, right? Dark stuff, creepy stuff, but also something very important to, um, you know, people that are trying to keep us in this matrix or something. I mean, there there's that theory that suicide is what truly gets you out of the matrix, right? It's an interesting concept. I don't endorse that theory because, you know, we've been programmed very, very well that suicide is a, is a, is is a really bad thing obviously right i'm not ever gonna go against that idea but then there are these suicide pods coming out which are definitely strange the name of them implies that you're killing yourself you're not you're just allowing yourself to get killed which i i do think is different excuse me but nonetheless there there's some really really weird rabbit holes to go down there with the suicide uh methods and the brainwashing into suicide and away from suicide and all this stuff. It's strange. I don't want to get into that here, but it is uh, definitely something to consider. Now, um, he continues here. The, the show will consist of laser projection of multiple holographic images to different parts of the world, each receiving a different according to the predominating regional uh, national religious faith. Not a single area will be excluded. So if I just would have continued reading, I would have had to repeat myself there. So my mistake. But you see what I'm saying here? I mean, when we talk about Bluebeam solely being this, this is one step out of four that Bluebeam is. We're, we're ignoring the wiping out of old history and old knowledge. And we're, we're wiping out the other ones here. I don't want to give them away yet, but we're only talking about the craziest fucking part, right? This is what conspiracy theorists do, unfortunately, myself included. We take the craziest thing and, you know, I don't know if it's that we want to seem interesting when we're bringing, a, bringing it up or we want to be as contrarian as possible or cynical as possible, but we bring up the craziest part of it instead of the other four-part plan and even this fucking discussion, which I've never heard brought up before, that might actually make us sound a little more credible 
instead of just like, oh yeah, they're going to use the sky as a TV screen. There's going to be aliens, and they're going to bring down a fake messiah, and then we're all just going to die and be prisoners. There's a whole process here in this dude's words. The guy that came up with this and disclosed it to all of us, that's just totally ignored. And it's, uh, again, it's interesting. This happens a lot. Cite my example at the beginning of the movie where everyone says that white noise is about a train derailment. It's not. That's a side fucking point. It's a very, it's a it covered in about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of an entire movie, uh, which is a better part of two hours, I would say, almost two hours. So anyway, getting back to this, um, with computer animation and sound effects appearing to come from the depths of space, Astonished followers of the various creeds will witness their own return messiah in spectacularly convincing lifelike realness. Then the projection of Christ, of Muhammad, of Buddha, of Krishna, etc. will merge into one after, and the explanation of mysteries, prophecies, and revelation will have been disclosed. Interesting thoughts, right? Um, Yeah, it's scary. This will be the Antichrist, though. Um, when when the projections of Christ, Muhammad, Buddha, all these other things merge into one, this will be their Antichrist figure. And it'll be technology that maybe someone's controlling, but I think that what the Antichrist will be, I don't think it'll be a person like so many people have claimed. People said that it was Obama. People said it was Trump. People said it was uh, you know, fucking Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. All these people are the Antichrist. I think that that technology and possibly AI specifically is quite literally going to be the Antichrist because they're going to show with projections the four or you know there's four listed here but all these prophets are going to be merged into one that's using technology that's not actually happening your mind is telling you that it's happening so it's happening in your mind and you're believing this so you're following this ai projection this and you know who knows maybe elon musk is leading it with starlink but that doesn't make him that we're giving him too much power by saying that the antichrist in my opinion is literally going to be brought on by technology. It doesn't. That doesn't mean that uh, the Bible's lying to you when it says that there's an antichrist that's going to come about. It seems like, at least in this theory, they're forcing it. They're making this manifest, and they're making. They're going to make us believe that we're seeing this benevolent figure that's going to lead the world. But it's in fact the antichrist. It's interesting again. But now, uh, Manas claims that the, that the New World Order global anthem will also be this uh, Beethoven song of joy. I had heard that before. I think that's incredibly interesting. I actually listened to it earlier. Maybe we'll close out the show with Beethoven's song of joy. Probably not because it's kind of a shitty song. But I'm sure there's someone out there that's like, oh no, it's absolutely exquisite. No, it sucks. It's a fucking dumb, you know, song from the old days. Who gives a shit? Now, Manas goes on to say that this will come during great political turmoil and that the turmoil will only increase exponentially during this whole process. So, obviously, during the time where there's a Jesus here in the United States and then there's a fucking, you know, Buddha and wherever the hell they believe in Buddha and Krishna and all this other shit, there's going to be constant fighting. Right. And it makes sense. There's already quite a bit of fighting. There's been a slow burn when it comes to the division of this world and not only this country, but of this world. It's going to go crazy during this time. This might be like the uh, stereotypical apocalyptic time where there's constant war and constant chaos and all this shit's going to go down and it's going to make people just beg for for someone to save them or something. Now, some other things that Maness mentions here that are accurate so far in 2023 are that there are um, more basic everyday individuals with no connection to God whatsoever that say that they channel him or that God speaks through them. Okay. I find this incredibly funny. We have a few of these frauds here in the conspiracy podcast world. Some people that say that they're, uh, you know, low key prophets and shit. Get the fuck out of here. No, you're not. I think I don't think you'd be having internet beefs. I don't think that you would have, uh, you know, a podcast with uh, even 10,000 listeners. Get the fuck out of here. You're just a fucking loser with some trauma that thinks that God's speaking through you. God is not speaking through you any more than he's speaking through me. And that's a scary thought. Or speaking through anyone, for that matter. 
I think that we all have a connection to God, but the, the, the fact here is that people are saying that they're channeling this higher power and it's speaking through them. In Manasseh's words, this is benefiting the New World Order specifically. This is normalizing the fucking idea that God is going to be able to talk to, talk to you through your head. So fuck anyone that says that God speaks through them. You all are going straight to fucking hell, whether you believe in it or not. That's a fucked up, dark thing to fucking say. So get fucked with that. And I don't care if anyone, if you think I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you. Because that's a, that's a shitty thing to do. Of course, these self-proclaimed prophets are not going to possibly think I'm talking about them because they're just going to be like, well, of course he's not talking about me. I truly am speaking, uh, God speaking through me. Man, it's wild, wild fucking dysfunctionality out there. I see everywhere. But um, step three here, he says, now these technologies push us towards the third step of the NASA Blue Beam Project. That goes along with the telepathic electronical two-ways communication where ELF, VLF, and LF waves reach the people of the earth by the inside of their brain, making each one of um, each one to believe that his own quote-unquote God is talking to him within his own soul. Now, this is interesting because when you, th- when, I think the reason why God is put in quotations is because this is like an antichrist thing. This is technology Posing as God, making you think in your own head that God is in fact talking to you. Is this what's already going on with these psychopaths that think that God's talking through them? These vain pricks that just don't realize that maybe it's a demon talking through them, which is realistically probably what it is. If it's not technology being tested out to see how efficient this could be on a grand scale, I don't know. But um, yeah, with the use of ELF. Yeah, fuck those guys. They're annoying. Get out of your own asses. But if you want to hear the rest of this episode, go to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. I get into the remaining steps. A really interesting thing that went on in 1991 with the University of Arizona and then some defense contractors and things that may or may not be involved with Blue Beam. Pretty interesting stuff. I do say so myself. So if you want to check it out, you know what to do. Thanks so much for the support, guys. And do me a favor if you don't want to sign up, at least tell friends about the show send them this episode send them one that they may enjoy one that you think is important it helps grow the show just the same thanks so much and take care